Good afternoon, Los Angeles and all of Southern California. I'm Farley Malaris, and you're listening to Astrological Metaphysical Radio, the phenomenon of the 80s. On KFOX 93.5 FM, your talk alternative. And happy day to you and all the people that live in SoCal. I hope you're having a wonderful day. A lot of weird, strange transits today. There's an earthquake watch. Moon going into Libra. Square Venus. Double T square Saturn and Uranus. Yeah, if you have early cardinals, stay indoors. (laughs) Stay indoors if you have early cardinals. You have been warned. Well... Today we're going to talk about an interesting subject. It's called dedication to astrology, or really what you have to do to learn astrology. And it's not really osmosis, but for some people, believe it or not, it is. And we can delve deeper into understanding astrology as a science through today's topic. Okay, uh, welcome to the Astrology Hour, the Midweek Virgin, Virgin Midweek Virgin, right? <laughs> we are going to talk about today, really, is what happens to someone when they turn the corner, when they finally decide that sun sign astrology is not enough, it's not where they're at anymore, something happens to them. They see a vision, or they see actually a light in their eye, or in their mind, their mind's eye goes, there's more to life than what you sense to be true. Actually, I don't, I'm not too sure exactly what the exact definition of an astrologically conscious person is. Because I know myself that I turned the corner. If you listen to the show, you'll be aware that I had gotten my chart done. And it didn't mean a thing to me. Didn't understand anything. It was very complicated, very confusing. Then several years later, got it done again. I guess it was because I sat down with someone and talked about it too, that I actually, I found out a lot more about astrology than meets the eye. But, I will say this, that something happened in my life's mission, in my life's purpose, in my experiences that enabled me to finally grasp astrology in its complicated form. You see, I think the problem with scientists and astronomers that try to analyze astrology and try to figure out what it means is they go by the sun signs in the newspaper. See, like most astronomers, believe it or not, are not aware of the astrological diversity that exists. They're not aware of charts. They're not aware of moon signs or rising signs. They're not aware that we focus on things more than the sun sign in the natal chart, that we actually analyze planets and which stellar constellation is on the eastern horizon at birth. Now, how are you supposed to sit down intelligently and discuss or debate something like astrology with someone that really doesn't understand it? And most people you meet that think they know astrology will be surprised to find out that there's more to it than just their sun sign. And, uh, you know, frankly... I had to hear the word rising sign about a hundred times before it really sank in. And then I thought, hmm, what's that? What's a rising sign? You know, a lot of people out there hear this thing, rising sign. And it's only like the single number one most important part of the chart because the rising sign is actually the funnel in which all the planetary influences, our values, our ways of thinking, our emotions, our soul, our evolution, the change factor, the adaptation factor, everything is funneled through that rising sign. And most scientists, you sit down and talk to them about astrology, they go, well, there's stuff in the newspaper, obviously, doesn't make any sense. We've correlated what these daily readings are all about. Unfortunately, the media, like the newspapers and some radio stations uh, and some television stations, of course, have created a market throughout the centuries, especially now in modern times, to present to the public sun sign astrology, because this is what a big majority of the public can only handle. 
If you think back in your own experiences for a second, and you consider, okay, just for a second, just for a brief moment, you consider what you yourself went through and how long it took for you to turn the corner away from sun sign astrology and finally have the wherewithal mentally and emotionally and intellectually to finally delve into astrology in scientific terms, it's pretty complicated. Sometimes people tune into this show and they don't know what they're listening to and they write down the information they send away for their chart. They get it in the mail and they go, whoa, <laughs> like, wow, this is like a whole new world here. And that's why when I mention suggested reading, like Secrets from a Stargazer's Notebook or like Astrology for Yourself by Douglas Block, you know, some of these books that I mention that people will be listening and they'll go, well, I'm not going to write that down. But I wish somebody would have suggested a book like that to me when I first got into it. See, Debbie Kempton Smith is a wonderful astrologer because what she does, like I do on the radio, she presents astrology in book form in a palpable manner. So I believe that book, Secrets from a Stargazer's Notebook by Debbie Kempton Smith, is very easily digestible and a wonderful supplement to those of you that are trying to understand the differences and go beyond sun sign astrology to planetary astrology. And for those of you that know that would like to really be able to introduce planetary astrology to somebody else, it's difficult. You know, you go up to somebody who's been into, well, I'm a Virgo. Well, you, I think you have Pisces rising. Well, I don't care about that. I'm a Virgo. And guy, guy goes, well, can we sit down and discuss this for a little bit and talk about what it means to be a Virgo? But the thing is, is that, see, people just don't want to hear it. See, I'll tell you what. There's something that happens to you. There's a magical effect that goes on to your awareness system. Your awareness system actually changes. This, I have definitely zeroed in on spiritual and psychic rebirth many times, thousands of times with individuals because I can see in their hearts and in their minds and in their souls that they definitely reach a point in their growth and in their evolution where they finally can handle more than saying, you know, I think you're Virgo, Pisces rising. Instead of going, I don't want to hear that, they'll go, yeah, I've heard Pisces rising before. What does that mean? Would you, can you sit down? Come here for a second. You know, it's like <laughs> the people that don't want to hear about astrology, right? The people that are just into reading their daily horoscopes and such in the newspapers, if they're not in touch with their intuitive mind, not even 1%, or if they haven't rebirthed to a level where they can handle metaphysical concepts. And astrology, you know, being a, a massive foundation to the mechanics of the soul and basis of reincarnation and karma concepts and, and metaphysics is not the type of thing that most people are ready to sit down and discuss. You know, if you ever try to talk to metaphysics with somebody who didn't even know how to spell their name, they might look at you like, what are you talking about? You know? But uh, I do notice that, especially those of you that get into this show, if you really want to get into it, you know, full pop, then this is the type of show, for example, this particular show, today's show, is a show you should listen to really hard. Because what I'm saying today is I'm actually going to reveal to people my idea as to how you can learn astrology, okay, and share it with others. And the whole way you have to be more open-minded. Now, first of all, number one and foremost is you should really pick up that book, Secrets from a Stargazer's Notebook, because after being on the radio for going on five years now, there's only so much I can talk about as far as basic astrology. Frankly, for me, it gets to be boring after a while. So that's why this show is advanced. That's why I suggest people read that book to kind of catch up. And frankly, once you get the jargon down, it definitely does help you. Or pick up the book, which is a whole course in astrology, Astrology for Yourself by Douglas Block, another one of my good friends. Another way, of course, and the only way to zero in on what you are about astrologically is you must get your chart done. Now, most of your Western astrologers are into what is called the tropical zodiac. So basically what they are doing is they are respecting the energy from beyond the stars. 
the energy that reaches the edge of the universe as the energy that is important, that energy that had been identified thousands of years ago by the stellar constellations that we now refer to as the zodiac. So that's what a tropical astrologer is. That's what I'm into, and that's what I have found to be most valid through my personal meditations. Ah, there's another point. I also found out that I got into astrology and meditation the exact same week. And wow, did that help me. Because uh, at the same time, I was able to go sober, and I was able to meditate, and I guess my guides were able to midwife me to my higher self, plugged into my intuitive mind, without taking any astrology courses at all. It all became quite obvious to me. The vibration and the obvious logic behind all 12 signs, behind the planets that are involved in the chart, and behind the significance of the rising sign, the illusion of separation or the uniqueness factor that is revealed in the astrology chart as far as our participation in this dimension, and just overall wisdom that I feel was buried in my higher self, in my intuitive mind, in that chamber that I was able to dig into and help me validate. Because being the great doubting Thomas and the incredible skeptic, probably more than any of you would ever expect me to be, that's why I try to dedicate the rest of my life on open-mindedness and not being such a doubter. You know, I was the type of person people would go up to and they'd say, Hey, Farley, there's a fire in the barn. And I'd go, oh, right, there's sure. You know, I wouldn't believe there's a fire in the barn unless I smelled smoke and saw flames. Or so I'd say, hey, Farley, you're Leo, Libra, Rising, Scorpio, Moon. Oh, sure, like, I've got Scorpio on my chart. Right. You know, it's like, well, maybe you do. And, uh, you know, as people go to you and say, Farley, you were an American Indian chief in a past life. Oh, yeah, it was Pinocchio. So now you know, people tell me things and, and they'll say things like, you might have been a saint in the Bible or you could have been an American naval officer in the, encyclopedia. And I'll go, oh, that's interesting. I'll write that down. Because, see, the difference between people that are closed-minded and ones that refuse to look beyond sun sign astrology, you know, there's so many people that say, well, I don't believe in astrology, but you catch them reading their horoscopes in the paper. You know, like, so why are you reading that for? Oh, I'm just curious to see what it says about my sign. Well, then why waste your time with it? There may be a small percentage point of a vibration or an idea or some kind of cue that alerts you to the fact that there's something there. It's like being in the fog and looking into the mist and saying, I know there's something out there. So most people are like, there's nothing out there. And then meanwhile, there's a huge dragon out there about the size of a Tyrannosaurus Rex, which you're sitting there going, oh, there's something out there in that fog. So this is really the approach that you have to take, in my opinion, to become astrologically aware. Buy that book, Secrets from a Stargazer's Notebook, or Astrology for Yourself. Get your chart done. And also keep an open mind, because this stuff is not going to come overnight. The fun thing about studying astrology and learning astrology, it's almost like being born. The other day I watched one of my little Gemini canary babies break its way through the egg. Now I want you to imagine yourself being born. Instead of coming out of a womb, what you're in is you're in an armored casing, right? And you're sitting there going, well, now that I'm alive, I think I need some oxygen. <laughs> I better break out of this thing. So these little characters have to try to dig their way out of the shell. And then once they, they have to unstick themselves from the sides of the shell, then once they break free, it's like, oh, my God, where, the, where what is this place? What's going on? That's really the same way with astrology. You just don't rebirth like that. You just don't get your chart in the mail and call me up and say, Farley, I don't get this. Hey, have you read the suggested reading? We have some excellent tapes about the planets in the houses and the planets inside. And study your chart. The one thing about astrology, if you really want to understand it, it's like backgammon. It's, it's easy. Once you get it, you've got it. But it might take a lifetime to master it, right? The three keys you want to focus on is, first of all, knowing you do have planets. And that more than just the sun, the planets are important. And each planet represents something significant, as explained in the instructions we send with each chart. Okay, number two, the three things to be aware of is, number one, what the planets mean in the particular signs they live in when you were born. 
right? Like you might have some Virgo planets, some Pisces planets, Scorpio planets, Leo planets, Capricorn planets. Knowing what the planet is and what the sign means, it's like the bones. You've got to know what the shape of the bone means and then how it falls, where it lays, what that means. If you know what the planet means, number one, and then you know what the basic vibration of the sign is, you put it together and that equals a functional metaphysical part of your own structure. It's wonderful, see? So planets in signs, part number one. That's part number one. And basically, you'll find listed in your astroscope your planets in signs because a planet is a planet, like Mercury, Venus, Mars, you know, and the sign is one of the 12 signs of the zodiac, Aries through Pisces. So obviously, you can go through your chart and find sun in Leo. There's one. Moon in Scorpio, there's another one. Mercury in Leo, Venus in Cancer, Mars in Libra, Jupiter in Sag, Uranus in Gemini, Neptune in Libra, Pluto in Leo, rising in Libra, and that's it. You only have 11 factors, 8 planets besides the Earth, and then we also consider the Sun and the Moon planets, our luminaries, and the rising sign, which is that sector of space which happens to be rising in the east where the sunrise is, also known as ascendant in your astroscope. And those are your basic factors, planets and signs. Then, after you get that down and you know what that vibration is, more advanced astrology is the planets and houses. See, like knowing what the planet means and then knowing what the basic vibration of the sign is, then knowing what the basic vibration of the house is, and these are all given to you. See, like we explained to you what all the planets mean, what all the houses mean, and what all the signs mean in your instructions. So as a good astrology student, it is your job to sit down and memorize the basics, logics, keywords attaching to each sign. And that way, when you get to something in your chart, like, for example, I have Mercury, which rules the mind and communication, in Leo, which is a creative vibration, a very, very dramatic vibration kind of showbiz, and it's in the 10th house of career. And hence, here you have a creative person full of drama and wonderment, right? On the radio, Mercury, which is communication, this is my career. So I have actually fulfilled the vibration of the vehicle which my soul hosts in this body because I have Mercury in Leo in the 10th house. So that's why knowing your planets in signs and knowing your planets in houses will help you interpret your own chart. This show is actually a self-help show to help you understand how to interpret your own chart. Long overdue, right? And then finally, also, hey, guess what? In the Astroscope, we tell you a paragraph on each one of your planets and houses. So we tell you what it means to have Sun in the 10th, oh, here's Mercury in the 10th, Moon in the 1st house, Venus in the 9th house, Mars in the 12th house, and a paragraph on each one of those sometimes will give you the best it could be, the plus sign, or the worst in case you fall down in that area, the minus sign, as to what those planets could be. So knowing your planets in signs and knowing your planets in houses will help you understand the vehicle that your soul has chosen to inhabit for this lifetime. Then we talk about karma. That's the final area to know. And see, this is what astrology is all about. Knowing planets in signs, knowing planets in houses, and then finally, knowing planets by aspect. Yes, A-S-P-E-C-T, a very important word. You turn to page three of your astroscope, and you'll see a heading that says planetary aspects. What we're talking about here is the planets have a relationship to each other in the chart, depending on certain geometrical angles that are explained in your instruction sheets, conjunctions, sextiles, squares, trines, and oppositions. If your planets happen to qualify to have a geometrical aspect to each other, then that would be a karmic revelation. or For example, a square in opposition could reveal a karma or a debt you have for this life cycle, and a trine or a sextile may reveal a dharma or a deed you have earned from a past life. And a conjunction could go either way and or both. And the aspects aren't that difficult because guess what? Each and every aspect on that aspect list, that's right, it's got its very own paragraph in the body of your astroscope. So your astroscope is basically geared 
for you to spend plenty of time with it to learn what your planets are in their signs, in their houses, and by aspect. And when you understand all that stuff, then you're going to say, wow, just by knowing the astrology chart of my birth, anyone could understand my basic life force and my energy, where I'm coming from. It's all about you. It actually explains to you why you're interested in things you're interested in, why you do things you do, why you say things you do, why you focused on certain areas of your life, why you have these patterns that continue, and you just keep banging your head against the wall. It's a massive, massive revelation. It's like somebody opening up the book of God and saying, Oh, Farley, here's the answer why you are the way you are, instead of walking around in the dark all my life. Another thing you should do is you should look at your first page, your wheel, and every one of you should do your homework and fill in those abbreviations. It's, there's abbreviations in the bottom of the page uh, on purpose because we don't want to give it away. We want you to fill in all those abbreviations, every one possible you can find, because that there is your chart. And by reading the instructions, you'll start to get the feel where the 12 houses are. You can number them and where the individual signs are. And then finally, ah, that's where my planet is. It's in, There it is. There's a planet. There's my son in Leo in the 10th house. And now I've found it. I've located it. I've identified it. You can even draw lines revealing the aspects. Red lines would be squares between planets. Blue lines would be trines. Bright orange lines would be oppositions. A conjunction is shown by a circle with a line through the 1 o'clock area. And you can actually really discover yourself through astrology. Now, at this point, a lot of people are sitting there going, Farley, you've just gave a topic today that's finally opened the door, and I've rebirthed, and now I want to get my chart. So this show, really, if you want to become the student of astrology, obviously, what do you need to do? Well, you first thing you need to do is, is find out where your planets are, write them down, list them by sign and degree, and the first number, the top number, is the degree of the sign. There's 30 degrees in each sign. I want you to know there's 12 signs in the zodiac, They each have 30 separate points or degrees of identification, and that equals a circle, 360. It's easy, right? And each degree has 60 minutes in a degree. So the top number would represent the degree of that sign from 0 to 29, and the bottom number would represent the minute of degree. Like I am an 18-degree, 52-minute Leo sun, which means I was born when the sun was at its 52nd minute of location in the 18th degree in the constellation, the stellar constellation of Leo. And that's why every year when the sun comes back to 1852, I have a sun return or a solar return or a birthday, and that's why that is also an important date. So memorize your planets, write them down by sign and degree, and memorize them. Keep your chart in your head, and that will also help you rebirth a little bit. And then go ahead and study your astroscope to understand what's your planet. And when you read a, a paragraph, and some people get their astroscope, they read it, and then they toss it. Come on. I know people that read their astroscopes every day. You know, I still read my astroscope. I've had mine... For five years, I've redone it a couple times, of course, but I still get something from it every time. I have my yellow magic marker out, and I highlight the finer points of my energy. And I also redline that negative, ego, bossy, manipulative, charming, womanizer part of my chart, right? It's like, well, people know, you know, they say, Scorpio moon, Leo sun, Libra rising, Farley, you broke some hearts, didn't you? I said, well, I hate, no, okay, I got it. My nose is getting longer, you know, but, but the thing is, is that it's true. You find out the truth about your soul and the path of your soul. One thing about life that I love is that life is a reflection of who and what you are, sum total of your entire eternal experience. So whatever you have done in this universe, you have come to this point right now, it's best to love and embrace who and what you are, no matter what race, religion, creed, no matter what your height, your weight, your skin color is, whether you're fat or thin or bald or long hair or mustache or beard or blemishes, love it, because this is what you have grown. This is the tree that you have grown, and the astrological information helps us understand and weed through exactly what the power 
that is bestowed upon us, the magic, when that child comes out of the womb or that little bird cracks out of the egg, right, and takes its first breath and is given that impulse, it's like there's a massive injection from the universe when your astral body takes its final journey from beyond this realm into Earth and it embraces the entire force of this dimension. Actually, as above, so below. You become the entire dimension. You are one with the dimension. See, first you're one with God. Then you're one with the dimension. Then you're one with the galaxy. Then you're one with the solar system. You are one with the planet. Then you are one with the city. And then you are one with the family. And then you are one unto yourself. You're one with your mother, finally. Then you come out and you're all alone. That's the illusion. But in order to get there, you have to come from beyond the oneness of it all. And that's why the picture of the universe at birth is why it is so important. I hope you learned something today. You know, I mean, even though this show really wasn't basic astrology, in a way it was because it helped me teach you how to present to another person what to do. Like, if you have this show recorded, then this is the show you want to play for people that know nothing about astrology that are curious about it. You don't want to take this to the Southern California skeptics and play it for them because they're not going to care whatever you play. You know, they're into other things, you know, like they want to go uh, boating or whatever. Okay, we are ready to go to the phones now, and the lines are booked, but when someone hangs up, you can try to call in. I know we'll have time to talk to everyone on the phone now. We might have time to talk to another one or two people. We'll go to Marvin, whose initials are MD, a Pisces with Leo rising. Hey, Marv. Hello. How are you? Fine, thank you. What can we do for your Leo rising today? It's a general scan. What degree is your Leo rising? Do you know offhand? Late. Late. That's all I know. Okay. Have you been freaking out lately? Oh... I don't know. Oversensitive, irritable, maybe uncentered? Yeah, maybe uncentered. Feeling a bit off state? When's the last time you got away and gave yourself some rest, some time to Marvin? Well, I'm trying to get out, get out this Memorial Weekend. That's a great idea. You have a wonderful chart. You are blessed with a, like a God-given intuition. It's called a Mercury Trine Mars. Mercury and Water Pisces is complement Mars and Water Cancer. Do you know about this intuition? No, I don't. You never get an edge or a gut feeling ahead of time? Oh, yeah. Okay. That's what it is. Intuition means that you're being given a hint or a tip as to what choice to make because you feel good when you make the right choices and you feel sick if you make the wrong choice ahead of time. You have a sun trying Mars, too, and uh, Venus trying Uranus in your chart can show great wealth coming up in the future for you. It might take some time because part of your karma is connected with career. Okay? Great. Bye. Thank you. You're welcome. Alexis is another Pisces, Taurus rising. Hi. Hi. How are you? Fine, you are freaking me out with the subject you brought up today. Why, this is what you wanted, huh? Yeah, this is what I wanted. I just wanted to tell you that I think you are so wonderful and so great. You are a constant source of encouragement and inspiration to me, and you're the one that basically opened the door for me to become spiritually aware, and Dick Sutton's book is great. Oh, God, I'm... (laughs) I mean, it just... If you're trying to turn me on, you're doing a great job. <laughs> I mean, not sexually, of course, but you're doing it. You're helping this Leo in a way I needed it, I'll tell you. Yeah, I'm so excited, and I'm. this is what I want to do. This is my life. I love it. I'm so excited. <laughs> I can't get by. Okay. But what I would like is a general scan emphasis on, um, you know, so, so is it, the deeper meaning. You're going to be an astrologer. Yes, I love it, and I want to help people. This is. You're going to be a great astrologer. You will really be outstanding. Gosh, you are really being opened up here. We're talking about a spiritual priest from the past here with major emphasis on astrology in your chart. And you're a hard-working person when you get into something you like, too. Yes. If you don't like it, forget it. All day long, I look at my astrology books at work. <laughs> oh, that's great. So, now, what do you want me to look at here? 
Um, a general scan on basically on things from my past life and deeper meaning, spirituality. Mm-hmm. Well, part of your karma is that you, you've always been too hard on yourself and others. It's like being your own worst enemy, not taking chances when you should, not making choices when you should, postponing or, or procrastinating in past lives. Right. And also being too selfish or being too greedy or trying to hoard things like knowledge. So it's part of your karma this life to help masses and help other people. And you're blessed with ability to be a therapist and a counselor. And you have the absorption ability, so I think you'll be darn good at it. You have a Sun trine Neptune in your chart, which is very rare. And a Saturn trine Neptune also. You'll start off as a young girl, but you'll be doing it your whole life, okay? Okay, take care. Okay, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Isn't that sweet? I had a lady call me yesterday I gave a reading to a week ago. She'd been smoking two to three packs of cigarettes a day. Her whole whole life. She was in her 40s, I think. And after my reading with her, she hasn't had a cigarette in about eight days. She called me up and says, I have a few aches and pains in my joints. I said, the demons are leaving you. You're being exercised. They're not real happy. They can't use your vehicle anymore to smoke and to make you sick. And uh, she said from that one consultation she had with me that it was worth the money because she gave up smoking. And I just wave in a flag for her. I said, far out. She's going to send me a letter and I'll try to read it over the air. Long time ago, one of my greatest masters, a teacher that I met in England, northern England, Blackpool, an old English fisherman, he said to me, if I could help one person in my life, then it would make God smile. He says the purpose of a person's life is to reach out and help just one soul. If you can help out one soul, then you've done a deed. He says, imagine the potential in helping thousands of people. That's when, after I left, I said, I knew what I'm going to do now. And that was in 1971 when I was in England. And Sitting there, I was high, intoxicated, listening to this guy going, oh, yeah, if you help out one person, maybe you help him get drunk. I go, no, don't do that. You want to help him into the light. I said, okay. So I've come a long way as a pilgrim, I guess, too. All right, let's go to the more callers here. We'll go to Marie on line number four. She's calling back. Thank you, Capricorn. Hi. Hi, Farley. How are you? Fine. Wonderful. I enjoyed your topic today. I am a first-time caller, and I would like a general scan on my finances, health, marriage, and career. Okay, well, you want to visualize yourself showered with money, checks coming in the mail, and, uh, you know, bonuses, awards, prizes, raises. You want to visualize that. You also want to visualize yourself with your partner in harmony. And you want to visualize yourself climbing a ladder, and every time you go another rung, something wonderful happens in your career. That's the metaphysical side to it, okay? Okay. And uh, you want to do that every day, about 10 to 15 minutes. You want to take time and practice on your own creative abilities to manifest that. And astrologically speaking, you were shown a sudden surge here in income and career lately. Did anything happen? Not yet. Oh, I'm surprised. Jupiter has just trined your Venus. Was it almost? Not that I'm aware of. Do you have anything in the fires? Have you been creative about your life? Have you tried investing anything? Or Oh, yes. Okay. Because you were shown a surge here, so I don't know if it's over yet. As far as your marriage is concerned, you married, right? No, I'm not. Oh, you ask about relationships. This is a major karma area. You have a Mars opposed Uranus in your chart, so you're real particular, and sometimes uh, you don't feel like you get a full shake from men that you meet or people you meet in relationships, and this is an area that requires much patience and much cooperation because there's lots of changes shown with lots of people, okay? Okay, great. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. You're welcome. Heather is the Aries, and Aries broke through with Virgo rising. Hello, Heather. Hi, Farley. I knew an Aries would get through today. <laughs> I think every day of my show, 
for four years, over 800 shows, at least one Aries has gotten through. Gotta get through it. They're the winners. They're the horse in the race that wins. Mm-hmm. Tell me which horse is the Aries, and I'll bet on it, right? All right. I just wanted a general scan, but I want it more on a relationship, and uh, I have a birthday for you, too. Oh, for somebody else? Yeah. Is this a man? Yeah. Okay, what is it? 5-15-58. 5-15. Is this something that's been going on for quite a while? No. It's new? It's new, yeah. Like I'm glad. Two or three weeks or less. Wow. Hmm. Boy, this is a real challenge, I'll tell you. I don't know about this guy. Do you know anything about him? No, not re- well, I do, but not really. He- is he a potential womanizer? I possibly. I'm Would you call him a real cute guy, a guy no. real charmer? No. No? No, personality-wise, he's charming, but I don't think he's a womanizer, no. He doesn't have a good body. He's not I that good. a nice body. Oh, nice body and charming. But... Yeah, but I don't think he's absolutely Well, then what are you with him for? I know. It sounds like there's nothing to the guy. Get rid of him, you know? He's having a Neptune square Venus, which is real dangerous because... It's unpredictable. Mm-hmm. And many times that means more than one woman. Sometimes it can mean five going at once. Mm. Secret love affairs. Now, whereas you may be a little bit more of a one-man woman. Right. And you've had your share of karma with men this last year, by the way. Right. So, you know, right now, if I was you, I'd treat it casual and just be patient and try not to push it. Okay? Okay. But I would, you know, be careful because he still looks like he's pretty much of a player in my book. Okay. Okay? All right. Bye-bye. Thanks. Bye. You're welcome. I don't know if people want to hear that when they call, but that's what they hear. Back to the phones. Go to Marilee, the Sag with Virgo Rising, born one day before my sister, same year, and she's on line six. Hi, Marilee. Are you there, Marilee? Hello. How are you? This is Karen. This is Karen on line six? Uh-huh. With an M? Uh, Karen Pollock. Oh, ho- hold on. I got, the, I got the wrong one. I'll be right with you, Karen. Marilee, I'm tricking you, right? Am I on now? Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm, I'm sitting here. I can't read the six between the eights. So I put care. Sorry about that, Karen. I'll be right with you. Okay. okay. <laughs> what can we do for you, Marilee? Hi. Oh, I just wanted to say I saw you on television within the last few months. I shouldn't be surprised, but I really was to find you such a handsome man. Oh. And, uh. You expected a troll, maybe, huh? <laughs> no. <laughs> a goblin. I thought so. Well, I might find, um, an average looking guy because usually you find people who have such nice voices, and somehow it sort of compensates that they have this marvelous voice and a medium image, and you have a great voice and a great image. Oh, God, what are you doing later? (laughs) (laughs) Um, What I called about is that I've been experiencing a tremendous amount of lack of cooperation and scheduling problems in about the last couple of weeks, and I was wondering, is there something going on, and if there is, when will I get through this? Do you have a Scorpio moon? Oh, okay. I'm going to have to look at my... You didn't know I was going to ask you questions, did you? No, uh, let me look. Yeah, well, don't worry about it. I don't, I don't need it. <laughs> Study your astrology, kid. Okay, I think that the hardest part of your chart, more than anything, is the fact that all these people, like you and my sister, born late 1942, and all of 43, have Neptune just changing signs in Libra. What's happening is Venus and Cancer has been squaring it, and Saturn and Uranus have been T-squaring it. And what it does is it, is it shakes up the balance in your life. It's hard to make ends meet. Sometimes things crop up with people, especially relationships of all kinds, especially people that say supposedly they love you, where there's disappointments or schedules aren't met or there's rejection or just strange, bizarre occurrences. It's like an after effect in the midlife crisis. You're, you're through the midlife crisis. Now you're going through a Libra transit is what it is. Uh-huh. Oh, it's primarily business. Uh-huh. Oh, it's primary career? 
Uh-huh, my work. And you're, a lot of weird things are happening there? I can't get anybody to keep their schedules, and I have people who are saying... See, Venus is in your 10th house now, in your career house, square your Neptune. So, you know, it should get better for a while, and then as we approach the summer, things might get crazy again. It's just, it's a major karma with people you work with is basically what it is. So is it going to be like for a year or five years? No, nah, you should be okay after the summer. Oh, thank goodness. Good luck, okay? Right, thank you. Bye-bye. And learn your planets, okay, buddy? <laughs> get those planets down. It helps me when I ask the question. Okay, Karen, we're ready for you now. Thank you for being patient. No problem. Um, I'm no again. problem. Okay, no problem in, in Arabian is Mofish Mashkala, and in, in Korean is Yang Yo Apsumeda, and in Japanese it's Mandai Nayo, and in uh, Chinese it's Momandai, and in Spanish it's No Problema. No Problema. Okay. That's the easiest. <laughs> I like to know all the languages in case somebody gives me a hard time and they don't speak English. Okay. Well, I got your, your packs. You did. I'm now in astrological first grade. All right. I believe I'm out of kindergarten now. Oh. Although I do have a very basic question. I had a chart done for my baby son, who's just a month old, and he is a zero Taurus. Now, I thought he was going to be an Aries. Mm. Why is he a zero Taurus born at 2 in the afternoon on the 19th of April? What year? This year. Well, I'll tell you why, because the sun went into Taurus. On that day, what was it, April 18th? April 19th. April 19th, what was he born? 2.20. The sun went into Taurus at 1.45 p.m. on that day. So all babies born 1.44 are Aries, and all babies born 1.45 are Taurus. Well, that's good, because I have a thing against Aries. Oh, real good. Talk about astrological prejudice, right? We're going to have to start a new program for people that discriminate against the signs. Isn't that horrible? That's bad. That's probably what will happen in the new age. Oh, you're a Leo, huh? Get away from me, buddy. Okay, thank you, hon. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay, let's go to Annie. we got some more time. Hi, Annie. Hi, Farley. I've quit smoking for three days now because of your shows last week. Oh, my God. I've been... oh, I'm kind of nervous. <laughs> I want to have a cigarette, but I figure three days I've made it over the hump. Have you been sucking air? Um, I've been eating the end of a pen or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's real healthy for you. But, it's... Uh, what I'm calling for is maybe a general scan to see um, how things are going. You are shown a rebirth. You know, your, your Neptune's on your Mars right now, and it's opposed your Uranus. So I know you can be a normally nervous person anyway, but with Venus and Scorpio... Mars uh, is going to trine it, Venus will trine it, and you're showing a dramatic change in your life for the better, especially concerning your health. Great. So I'm glad you've done all this, and I love you for it. Great. God bless you. Thank you very much, Marley. Bye. I love you. Bye-bye. All right. Stop smoking because of the astrology hour. All right. Yeah. Okay. We'll see you real soon. How about weekdays on KFOX 93.5 FM at 12 noon? Have a nice day, and I do love you. Bye-bye.